So, welcome to the We Are Wrestling Podcast. Late, very late after double or nothing. Wow. Long weekend. Long weekend. So much news. Don't even want to wait. I'm just going to jump right in. SmackDown. SmackDown happened. And SmackDown started and SmackDown was very fucking odd. I I was weirded out by it. It was very fucking odd. How about you? Yep, I agree. Because fucking Usos are out there. The Usos are standing there and all of a sudden Nakamura comes out. It's like, okay, cool. Nakamura's out here. Yeah, fine. Whatever. Then he's like, yeah. Me and my tag team partner let me go after y'all. And he's like, oh, what you mean, Rick Boogs? Like, Rick Boogs is injured. Oh, he's healed? Oh, wow. And then all of a sudden, it's Riddle. What the fuck is Riddle? What the fuck is happening? So, Riddle and Nakamura went the challenge for the Tag Team Championship. And they're going to challenge on Raw. I'm very... I'm okay with this. I'm very okay with this. It's just weird. But it's cool. Yeah. Yeah, but you want to know why I'm okay with this? What? They have both sets of titles. You have somebody from Raw and SmackDown coming together as a tag team challenge for the titles. Yeah, like uh, Jerry Show or something. Yeah. So, didn't we get Raquel Gonzalez or Raquel Rodriguez? I see you, Pat, trying to steal my rolling of the R's. So, she's coming down to the ring because she's getting a rematch with Ronda Rousey. And so they cut to back. We see all the women in the back. And it's Natalia, Shayna, Shotzi, Zaya Lee, and fucking uh, Aaliyah. So Shotzi's trying to hype up the troops. She's like, why isn't it you, Zaya Lee? You're undefeated. And I'm like, dude, she had two fucking matches. <laughs> two matches. So she says something to Aaliyah, and Aaliyah's like, whatever. Like, I, I know that I'm cool. But, but yeah, whatever. And she just walks out. So then she, so Shotzi talks to Natty and Shayna and she hypes them up. So they're like, you know what? Yeah, you're right. So Shayna and Natty walk out first. And Shotzi goes, let me grab my helmet because that would be a cool thing to do to come down with my helmet. She goes to open the door. It's locked. Because fucking Aaliyah locked the door. Okay, cool. Yeah. So then we have the match between Ronda Rousey and Raquel and it turns into a tag team match because Natty and Shayna come out and he turned into a tag team match but Raquel and Ronda wind up winning I, I was not entertained by this like nothing about this entertained me everything about this was just like yeah, I mean paint by numbers whatever who cares so <laughs> yeah so then we find out that the MGM Grand is going to be where Money in the Bank is because according to them, they couldn't shut out a stadium, but there's a number of factors that people are like, oh, you guys shouldn't have ran in at this time. But like, the funny part is like, the few people who were like, you guys shouldn't have ran in at Vegas, ha ha ha. Like, those people are dumb, but like, even the people who hate them literally was like, okay, WWE were stupid for trying to run a stadium during International Fight Week in Vegas, which is like the biggest thing for like people going to see fights. He's like, they're like, no one's going to go see this on a Saturday when UFC is running 
this same exact time. This is fucking insane. And Tony Khan tweeted out trying to be little cute and was like, yeah, I was the one who broke the nose that Dana, Dana White, that they're moving because of UFC. Yeah, I was the one who got to break the news, but also watch Rampage. And I'm like, okay, cool, dude, whatever. Like that was like that was a cheap shot, but like at the same time, it's like, yeah, it was it was WWE's fault because they were stupid enough to book it during Fight Week. So that's their fault. It's International Fight Week, biggest like UFC pay per views like that weekend. It was really dumb of them to pick the biggest fucking place right there and go, ha ha, we're gonna run it here. And it, it was like nah. And the funny part about it is they sold twenty thousand. The building holds like probably I think it's like forty thousand. They sold twenty thousand, and people were like, "Yeah, that's the events. You still had a couple more weeks. You didn't even announce matches. You still could have knocked. You still could have knocked off all the rest of those tickets." But like, yeah, it's like you did the right thing. So now they're in MGM Grand, so it's like whatever. Twenty out of forty ain't bad. Yeah, but like WWE got scared because they wasn't moving as fast as they wanted it to. So it's like, no, 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 we. Like, we're going to pay because we're not going to sell out. And, like, somebody pointed this out. was like, Doug, it's July the 2nd. You have a month to go. Hell in a Cell hasn't happened. No one knows what's on the card. You could have put the card together, and people could have been like, I'm going to that fucking card. I'm going. But, no, they just panicked. They just immediately panicked. It was like, fight week's there. Oh, my God, we're not selling as many tickets. Oh, no. Panic. I'm like, okay. Whatever. Like, it was immediate panic. It was, like, really... It was really dumb. So, then we get Los Leterios coming through the ring, and they they come out. Then Gender is in the back, because he's supposed to be with Shanky, and he's in the back, and he's running around, and he's like, yo, where the fuck is Shanky? Where the fuck is Shanky? And he finds Shanky dancing to the theme song. Shanky's dancing to the theme song. Then we cut to Los Leterios trying to dance on Sam. Which is the announcer, friend of the show. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, all right. That's happening. So in the middle of the match, Angel starts dancing on Sam. And Shanky just bops him in the head. It's like a bop. And then he starts dancing. And Jinder gets pinned by Humberto. And Jinder's mad. And Jinder's like, what are you doing? Like, you shouldn't do this. And Shanky's like, you talk to the hand. And after that, he just goes dancing on... Sam and everybody's like, oh my god, he has charisma, he has something. He does have it. He does have it. I'm just very I'm not a fan of his long, lanky, shanky arms. <laughs> yeah, he's so, cool. yeah. So then we get Adam Pierce and he's talking to Max Dupree. You have to say it like that. You can't just say Max Dupree. You have to say Max Dupree. It's basically L A Knight or what was his Eli name Drake. before that? E, like Drake. Yeah, it's just three syllables, just thing. So then we have Sammy and Kevin on Sammy's talk show. Yes, Sammy is from Raw and he's on the talk show on SmackDown. And they're having this talk show, and Sammy and Kevin are just like, first they start agreeing with each other, and then Sammy gets mad. And then, well, Kevin gets mad, and Sammy, he just tells Sammy, You're not part of the bloodline. You suck. And then, like, Sammy just goes, well, Elias is not Ezekiel. They're two different people. And it's like, what? Why? Why was that a thing? So they just start arguing. They push each other. They don't really fight. They just push each other. 
they just run off. It's like, okay. So then we have in the back, we have little Sammy and the Usos, and he's like, yo, we can trust each other, right? And the Usos is like basically just baiting him. Like, he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then they just leave him out. He's like, yeah, one of the Usos. He called, he called Kevin Owens Uso. I forgot that part. That yeah. part was very funny. Yeah. Did he call the Usos? That was funny. Yeah. And during that, they played a WWE Master Chef thing with a bunch of people from WWE, including Ember Moon. We'll see why that's funny later on. <laughs> so I even said it at the same time. I was like, she doesn't go here. I said it. I was like, she doesn't go here. So, yeah. Then we had a tag team match with Gunter and Ludwig versus Ricochet and Drew Gulak. And of course, Gunter and Ludwig win. Ludwig gets the pin, and a lot of people was like, Dude, I didn't know Ludwig can wrestle. It's like, dog, he's he was fucking Fabian Eiger. I mean, Marcel Bartel. Like, wait, no, no, you was right, Marcel Bartel. <laughs> yeah, he's Marcel Bartel. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, how do y'all forget Marcel Bartel was like a fucking dope ass wrestler? They were a dope ass tag team. The WWE just decided to go, yeah, fuck it, we're just gonna break him up. Whatever, who cares? So we have the brawling biscuit brains with his. Shemus, Ridge Holland, and bitch. They're all together. And it's like, okay, yeah. Like, they're a team. And then it's like, the New Day shows up. It's like, yeah, we've got our third member. And it's like, how do you not know that it's going to be Drew McEntry? And of course, it's Drew McEntry. Of course, Drew gets the win. And voila, match is over. That is SmackDown. SmackDown completely was dog water. It was dog water. It was it was not even good. It was dog water. Like I've never been so thoroughly bored by a SmackDown. I'm like, you know, it it just sucked. It sucked really bad. Paint by numbers, like you would say. Yeah, and it's like they could have did so much better. And it's like, but it's like, no, we're just gonna make this suck, and it's gonna suck so hard. Oh God, why? Like why? So then we had well before this we had Rampage. And I know you're like, well, what about double or nothing? Yeah, we have to talk about Rampage to get to double or nothing because it sets up stuff for double or nothing. Yeah. So the opening match was Brian Danielson versus Matt Seidel. And going into this match, it was like, oh, this is a fucking throwaway. Fuck this match. This match is garbage. This match is gonna be garbage. This match was really fucking good. This match was awesome. I love this match. Like it was like it was one of my favorite matches of the weekend. And it's like, damn, I did not see this coming. Like I really thought this match was like gonna be like something else, but it's like, what the fuck? But it was like it was really good. It was really good. Brian beat Matt Seidel, but Matt Seidel was wrestling his ass off. Uh, I mean, it was a really fucking good match. If if you yeah, if you want to see a good match, you watch that match. Fucking awesome. So then we had an acclaim and an ass voice thing. Dude, I'm I'm not even joking. I'm not even joking. 
remember when we came in here and had like this super we hate the acclaim this acclaim yeah. and ass boys thing is fucking going it's it's making me love Max Caster. I, <laughs> I already love Anthony Bourne but I love Max Caster also this is they're fucking and they keep like every time they do this thing they always do it and they always go let me hear you say ass boys and the fucking ass boys get angry so they're gonna turn on him eventually. But yeah, I'm waiting, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting for that. So then we have the Hardy Boys, or actually the Young Bucks dressed as the Hardy Boys with Brandon Cutler dressed as Lita and actual gang grow, actual gang grow. And they face Tyler Russ and some other dude, I forgot his name. But of course, like, they're doing the dumb Hardy spots. Matt even falls off like Matt Hardy did that one time. They did the fucking swanton finish, and I was like, okay, cool. And then they beat up Gangrel, and then the Hardys waited for their music, and the Hardys came down. And then the Hardys beat up the Young Bucks, and then Brendan Cutler got DDT by Gangrel. Looked like he fucking killed them. It was awesome. We get the announcement that... We get the announcement that um, um, Darby Allen's gonna face Kyler Riley, like I said. So that's sufficient. That was officially announced. Mm-hmm. Then we had Dante Martin versus the Ass Boys, and well, not the Ass Boys, Max Caster. So Dante fucked up Max Caster, of course. I thought like I thought they were gonna let him get a win, but I see that they're not gonna get a win until they finally face the Ass Boys, and like. That's when they're going to get a win, and they're definitely turning face. Because everybody loves that claim now. Like, everybody yeah. really loves the claim. They found their thing. So. Yes. So we get the presentation of the new TNT title, which means everybody who wins a TNT title is going to get a custom TNT title. It's basically customized gold and purple for Scorpio, Lakers, Colors. It's like, all right, cool. Then we see Paige Van Zandt. Well, not Patreon, but um, Tim Conti, Sammy, and Frankie Kazarian go to America Top Team, break a bunch of stuff, and take some titles. And they're like, hey, you're going to give us this match. You're going to give us this match. You're going to give us this match. If you don't give us this match, you're going to steal all your titles. Give us this match. So, of course, American Top Team dude, Dan Lambert, goes, you know what? Yeah, fuck it. We're going to have a match. Triple threat match. I mean, not a triple threat. Six man. I'm like, all right, cool. Fuck it. They're going to have a six man, whatever. Who gives a shit? So then we have the main event. This main event was so fucking weird because it's Chris Statlander. Chris Statlander comes out and she's getting cheered. And it's like, yeah, okay, Chris Statlander's supposed to get cheered. Ruby Soho comes out. Ruby Soho's getting cheered. It's like, okay, yeah, they're both getting cheered. They're both facing. But all right, cool. I love this. The match starts. So halfway through the match, people just turn on fucking Ruby Soho. It's like, why are y'all turning on Ruby Soho? They're booing. And like Chris Statlander, every time Chris Statlander got closer and closer to the win, they would cheer so loud. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And every time Ruby got closer, boo, and would boo her out the fucking building. It's like, dude, what do you mean? It was so, like, it was so, like, bipolar. And it was like, oh my God, they actually hate Ruby Soho, they booed her out the building down there. And then all of a sudden, Ruby gets to win just this chorus of boos. It's just like, boo, 
it's like, oh my god, what? Why are y'all doing this? And Ruby standing there, then Britt comes out, and literally, like Britt Baker is the most hated. Britt is standing there on the fucking runway. She's not even getting half the bulls that Ruby's getting. They're just completely shitting on Ruby Soul. It's like, dude, what the fuck is happening? But it, yeah, they, they really wanted Chris Statlander to win, and she didn't. And I understand, like, so this is what was pointed out to me from somebody who was, like, a deep lore AEW fan. And they said the reason that they were booing her was more because the AEW originals who's been there since day one has been busting their ass gets looked over for the new people and they're upset about it and I'm like okay I kind of see that I kind of see that I was about to say that yeah and then something that happens at Double or Nothing like it's like the total opposite of what that person said and I'm like yeah but like you said that but yeah all right. And it's just like, just, just move on. So that happened. So everything was fine in the world. The world was going great until Saturday. Oh, it's a meet and greet. Oh, Samoa Joe didn't show up. Oh, what happened to Samoa Joe? He got double booked. Wait, why didn't nobody tell Samoa Joe that he was, because it's a meet and greet. It's like Samoa Joe's supposed to be the meet and greet. It was like, dude, it, I got double booked. Nobody told me I was supposed to be this meet and greet. Damn, it's fucked up. I'm sorry. And everybody's like, oh shit, like he just disappeared. And MJF disappeared. And it's like, okay, MJF just disappeared. What the fuck? Like, what the fuck is that about? Why did MJF just disappear? Like, why did he not show up at meet and greet? People paid thousands and thousands of dollars to meet him. Why didn't he just show up? People are calling him. He's not picking up anybody's call. He's not answering anybody's call. What the fuck is going on with MJF? Oh my god, MJF is he's booked a flight out of Vegas to go to New Jersey. He's gonna leave. And everybody like immediately went to, oh, this is a work, this is a work, this is a work. And it wasn't a work. It wasn't a work. Nothing about this is a work. I know people are like, oh, it was a work. Nothing about what happened Saturday night into Sunday morning was a work. None of that was a work. Every bit of it, every little drop of that, Max leaving the fucking meeting greet, not picking up the phone, not doing anything. It None of that was a work. Everything was serious. He's still angry about not getting paid the money he thinks he should get paid. And everybody has like their little, oh, well, you should get paid this if you sign this contract. But it's like, no. I deserve this raise now. And they're like, no, you're not going to get this raise unless you sign this contract. Max is saying, I don't want to do that. And they're like, well, then you just have to wait to your next contract and you're just going to not get paid. But the funny part is there's other people in AEW that feel the same way. It's like, yo, I was getting paid this. These people are getting paid this. Why the fuck aren't I getting paid? Like, I'm fucking carrying a company just like these people. And they're like, well, if you renegotiate your contract for an extension, I'll give you that. But until then, you're getting this. And Max is saying, well, I'm not going to do that. Because Max is smart. He's like, I want to play a film in 2024. Good. But the thing is, like, he wants the money. He wants this money now. And Tony's not going to give it to him. 
So I'm 100% buying Max. I'm not even joking. I'm 100% buying Max. Max deserves the money. He deserves it. And like, he doesn't have this sign extension. I don't care. I understand how business works. He doesn't need to do that. Max is a fucking star. Somebody else in that fucking like roster is making more than him and not fucking carrying the company the way that he is. Fuck you. He needs that money. He doesn't have to sign a fucking extension. Like, when his time comes, yes, you renegotiate for more money, but right now, he should get a pay bump. Like, he's busting his ass. He's fucking carrying a show. He deserves it. So, I agree with everything Max did. And there was, like, there were people there, and I'm gonna call, I'm gonna call it how I see it, because I love to do this. There's a lot of fake motherfucking wrestling fans out there that when Sasha and Naomi did similar things, like, oh, I'm going to stand up for what I believe in and just fucking walk off. They were like, oh my God, they're so unprofessional. And Max does it. It's like, yeah, no, he has a point. He has a fucking point. They're the same. They're doing the same exact thing. Like one wants a fucking story to actually have cohesion and like, yo, this is what we want. We want this. Please give us this. Like, just give us this. And it wasn't even... The thing is, it, the Sasha and Naomi situation is blew way out of proportion that people are like, oh, this, this, and this happened, and this, this, and this happened. When, if you actually know all of the facts, you'll be like, well, it's not that bad as everybody's making it seem. Oh, they left, and they left during the show. No, they didn't leave during the show. They left before the show. Shit happened before the show. And once the show started, they both said... But we can't talk to Vince to get this fixed. We're leaving. And honestly, this is one of the stories that came out. Because Vince was talking through an agent, which is the person who puts together the, the matches, shit was getting lost in translation. So none of none of what was getting conveyed between the both sides ever happened. So Sasha and Naomi never got to talk to Vince. They got to talk to the agent. They talked to Vince earlier in the day. They talked to the agents later on. Things got lost in translation, and when they couldn't talk to Vince, they said, you know what? We're not going to stay here and do this shit. We're out. And the match was already off. The match was already off by the time the show came on. They just need... They were going to fix shit up and try to go, oh, we're going to try to, like, kind of get to this match, but not do it. But it was, like, complete bullshit. But I'm going on a tangent for no reason, but also, fuck the fans who's just, like thought one way of MJF and thought one way about them. Like, they're almost identical situations. Just, like, stop being assholes. Stop being assholes. Not even fans. Like, no matter what... Like, whoever the person is standing up for what they believe in, you know? Standing up for what you believe in, of course. You know what I mean? Walk out. Yeah, like, these are billion-dollar companies. Like, don't just trust everything they do. Just don't be that guy to be like, Oh fuck, I trust the company more than the person. I trust the company more than the person. It's like, no, even the even the Obushi situation. Even his situation is like, I like it's weird to me the way that this whole thing is playing out, but I still stand with him. Like, yeah, yeah. no, I like I agree what's going on. It's kind of fucking weird, but like I agree with what's going on. I agree with you. Like, I agree with you, not the company. I love New Japan over everything. It's like 
I agree with Ibushi with the situation because it's like, yo, you're fighting a company. All right, well, I stand with you. All right. And that's why you're a true fan because, like, you even call them on their bullshit. You know? Yeah, exactly. So, then we had Double or Nothing and everybody, like, Double or Nothing was the talk of the town just because of the MJF thing. And yeah. if it was me, like, that was booking this whole entire show, I would have put the MJF thing in the middle of the show. I wouldn't have did it as open like they did. I would have, like, I would have made people wait because everybody wanted to know what was going on. And I'm, like, the personal reason I think it was in the beginning of the show was because they needed to talk about what was going on. So instead of, like, making Max, like, have this angry feeling when he goes out there for the match. We do it now. We talk now. You do this match. Like, no, you do the match and then we talk. We talk for the rest of the night. We just like, that's it. And it's like, okay, cool, whatever. So I probably disagree with you in the order. I would put it second to last. <laughs> yeah, because like it, like it was one of the biggest matches. That, like you can hear the, we're going to get right into it like in a second because it was like yeah. second match, but like it was like, it was awesome. So it started out with Hookhausen versus Tony Nese and Mark Sterling. It was a comedy funny match and it was like this is actually really funny and good and it was the first match and of course Hookhausen won. And it was like yeah this is like this is really good and it's really fun and I liked it. Like I liked it. I liked it a lot. Yeah, me too. So then we had Wardlow versus MJF. MJF came out and he immediately just like did a playing thing. He's like, yeah, I'm taking off. And you can see in his face, like he was like, he was trying to play this as, I got you guys. I got you guys. And immediately everybody was like, oh, oh, you worked us. Also, boo, fuck you for working us. Because literally everybody at the beginning was like, you know, we kind of like we kind of care about him a little bit and it's like no fuck you you worked us fuck you fuck you you piece of shit and it's like dog like this is not worked out like no matter if he's right there in the match this is not worked out there's still like there's still a lot that has to go on with this show and like that's what proved it like throughout the match because he had the match he got like 10 power bombs and then they they fucking put oxygen on his eyes when they stretchered him out and How weird was that? <laughs> that was so fucking weird. And they stretched him out. He gave somebody the finger. And it's like, okay, did y'all write MJF out of the story? Like, is he gone? Is he gone, gone? Like, what's happening here? It's like, yeah, like, yeah, it's gone. And they're like, okay. And then Wardlow finally gets signed to AEW. And it's like, okay. Okay. Yeah, he got signed to AEW. Like, he wasn't already signed. All right, whatever. Yeah, but that's kind of a trope for them. Like, you never know. You may not have been signed. Dude, if he wasn't signed, I'm cursed. <laughs> and, like, the crowd was hot for that match. Like, they were, like, extremely hot. They just kept cheering. They were going off. They yeah. loved that match. They fucking were on fire. They fucking loved that shit. That match was so awesome. Everybody loved it. The crowd was into it. It was just, 
it was just, it was a thing. And like, I'm not saying it was awesome because the match was awesome. It's awesome because of the crowd reaction. That's what made it awesome. The match was like, I mean, it is what it is, but it's like, it all had the squash match. Yeah. And then we had the Hardys versus the Buck. I want, I want to ban the this is awesome chance for shit that's not awesome. I don't give a fuck what anybody says like, oh my god, this was really good. This match was not good. This match was like horrible. And people are like, well, the Bucks characters like, no, this match was fucking horrible. This match was not good. Like people, like the ones who are telling you like, oh my god, this was really good. It was not. It looked like the Bucks, it just was like, what the fuck is going on? It just was like this match in parts, it was like, yo, why is Jeff's boot half off? Why is Jeff doing this? Like, yo, he's barely hanging on in life. What is happening? Why is it? It just was so much shit that was going on that you're like, dude, fucking end this. Just end this. And they just kept ending this. And it's just like, in the match, people just start chanting, this is awesome. And everybody, like, literally, like, everybody that was watching this match online was like, this is so bad. How are they chanting this? Even like hardcore, hardcore Bucks fans were like, dude, why like why are y'all chanting this is awesome? Stop encouraging them. This is bad. It was fucking bad. Like if you want to say the Bucks carried this match, yeah, they carried it to the fucking trash. Like that's how bad this match was. Like I yeah. normally don't share matches, but you know, I mean I I use, I'm usually optimistic when I it's okay, no. This this match. It was the yep. shit. Yes. And the Hardys won, and then after the match, Jeff literally just jumps the fence and does, like, the WWE thing. And it, you know what's really fucked up about it? Like, he knew what he was doing, but Matt didn't, because Matt's got blood in his mouth. Matt Hardy is looking, and Matt was like, dude, what the fuck is happening? Like, he even said it out of his mouth. He's like, what the fuck is happening? And Jeff walked all the way around in a goddamn circle and came back and got in the ring. And he looked at Jeff, he's like, what happened? And Jeff like Jeff said whatever he said, but he's like, okay. And then they just got out the ring, and like Matt just had this weird look on his face, like what the fuck is going on? <laughs> it like it was one of those weird things where it's like, yeah, this is a joke. And it's funny because like when he did it, everybody was like, that's why, that's why this match was bad because everybody thought something was wrong with Jeff. And he's like, yep, that's why, that's exactly why. And. No, it just was Jeff teasing at the end, but at the same time, it was like the match was so bad. Everybody was like, "Now, now, everybody just like, well, what the fuck is wrong with this match? What happened? This is so. It was just so irritating. Like they said, he like got injured somewhere in this match too. So. I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. So then we had Anna J versus Jade Cargill. I love both of these women, but this match was not it. It was not it. It was really not it. And this immediately, like, this is when I saw a lot of true AEW fans was like, yo, this might be the worst pay-per-view ever. And I'm like, duh, we just, like, we just started. Like, we're three matches in. What are you talking about? The match was, like, really not it. And, like, the only thing saved it was after the match was after the match when Chris Statlander showed up. And it was like, okay, Chris Statlander showed up. And when Chris Statlander showed 
huh? question before you continue to like the, the, the things and whatever, right? For yes. a split second, did you think Chris was going to turn on Anna? Yes. yes, I did. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I okay. really did. That's why I was like, how are they just going to go with Chris Statlander turning? Like, that's what I was thinking. And yes, she's when, daddy. <laughs> yes. And Chris Statlander pushed out Mark Sterling. Now, a friend of mine's online, she was like, yo, they really need to get rid of Mark Sterling. I immediately sent her a gift of Stokely Hathaway. She was like, that's that's what I was thinking. Not even five seconds after we had that exchange, Stokely Hathaway walks out on stage. And I am literally just like, what the fuck just happened? Because I literally just... We had a fucking exchange. Like, we literally... Like, we literally had a fucking exchange. Five seconds after the exchange, he walks out on stage, and we're both like, what the fuck? That was bad. We literally were like, that was bad. Like, what the fuck? Uh, that shit was funny. So, yeah, so Stokely is now part of, like, with Jay Cargill, and we're like, okay, that's totally fine. And immediately, like, I'm looking at the numbers. I'm like, oh, it's three on two, and they have Stokely. There has to be a... Before I can even finish the statement, in my own mind, <laughs> fucking Athena's music hits. And I'm like, okay, well, th- this was this was unexpected, but awesome. So Athena's out there, and she, she's challenging Jay Cargill. And, like, immediately, as soon as she's standing in front of Jay Cargill... I rewind to three months ago on this podcast when I said, who's going to beat Jade Cargill for that title? I said Ember Moon. I said that. Yes, yes. I've never not, I've never not said Ember's going to take that title. And here, here we are. We're here. We're right here. And I'm like, God damn, that actually, that, that happened. I, I believe I said that Jade's gonna make it to 50 and that's when Ember's showing up and then like beat her for it but so I guess I was wrong on that <laughs> yes but like like every like everything that we like had possibly thought of was going on but Jade Cargill beat Anna that was the only thing that I was wrong about because I was like yeah Anna's gotta beat her because like this is her second time fighting her but like everything else was totally spot on Everything that I thought was totally spot on. Yeah. Now, we get to this next match, the six man, the Triangle de la Morte versus House of Black. House of Black comes out. Okay, cool. Triangle de la Morte comes out and it's Kenta, Phoenix, Pac with a mask. And it's like, okay. Alex Gobble Gobble Gobbles just standing there and <laughs> small Penta. And it's like, Wait, what? How? Wait, why is it too many? Like it was too many people for the entrance. It was like, what? What happened? How? Yeah, that, that kind of like messed up the fucking vibe for me. Like everything was like dark and goth and whatever. I, I enjoyed that, and then all of a sudden, little kid and Alex. Like, no, no. Yes. And then like all of a sudden, like they get to the ring and they're having a match. Now there's a lot of people that was like. Yo, this match was so good. This match is my match of the night. Wasn't my match tonight. But a lot of people was like, this is this is match of the night. And it was like, it was pretty okay. 
and yeah. then it just like fell it like it was pretty okay and then it just like completely fell apart it was once again one of those things where you should ban this is awesome chance because it wasn't <laughs> nothing that was like super awesome and people were like yeah except, this is awesome except one what? part made that was kind of cool or whatever right there's one spot okay. there that uh, um, um, I almost called him Alistair but Malachi like it was like a three in one situation and he took them all on and knocked all three of them out at one point like what the fuck <laughs> yeah, that, that. yeah that part was kind of cool everything else was like this is like a basic ass triple like a six man match it's like it wasn't yeah. nothing super wild it was a basic six man it's like yeah y'all guys are like chanting this is awesome for what it was nothing Exactly. So, then, fucking all of a sudden, lights go out, Julia Hart shows up, splays the black mist, and, like, I don't, like, I honestly didn't hear enough people pop for this, like, I thought they would, because I thought people would be like, yeah! Like, like, it was like half of the people like, hey! And, like, me and Renegade are just like, fucking finally! Fucking yeah. We've been waiting for this shit for years and it just finally happens. God damn, like this is one of those fucking weird ass turns that takes too goddamn long. Like fuck. I wonder how many people forgot that this was supposed to happen. A lot. A lot. Because I see a lot of people was like, damn, I forgot she I thought she turned a while ago. And I was like, wait, no, that doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't happen. Is this now, all you need to do? Change mm-hmm. your name to either Julia Darkheart. Or Julia Nohart. Boom. Okay. Full circle. Okay, well, that's fucking up. That'll be awesome. Yep. So then we got the winners of the whole, you know, thingy. The Owen Hart Memorial Tournament. So we had Adam Cole versus Samoa Joe, which was a good match. It was a really good match. It wasn't like match of the night. It was a good match. And, of course, like we said, Steve Dorsey was going to win. Steve Dorsey won. So he had to go to the back and wait for Britt to come out a rock, a rock song for her. Then we had the Rancid Band for Ruby. They're both out. They're having a match. And everybody is like, oh, wow, Ruby's going to win this. Ruby's going to win this. Nope, Britt won. And people immediately was like, oh, Britt Baker is just like Charlotte. I'm like, I'm not gonna say much. Um, I'm just, just gonna like, move on. Like just a minute ago, y'all was bitching about fucking Ruby. Like now, you wanted to win. <laughs> yeah, like they were super Ruby fans, and they were mad that Brit won. So they won, and then they get presented the titles. The titles look like the old Stampede Wrestling title that Owen Hart had, but just in pink for both of them. Like, okay, pink in that yeah. one. But- the funny part, the funniest part about that is when Britt won and Adam comes out, so he's standing there. Tony Schiavone is there to introduce them. He immediately hugs Britt Baker and Adam walks up to him and is like, you mother, what did I tell you about that? Tony turns around and goes, oh, you want a hug too? He's like, no, I don't want a hug. <laughs> like, this is so stupid. I don't care. I want to see that feud come to fruition. It will. It will. It's so funny. Yeah. And Martha Hart came out and she was escorted out by Tony Khan and 
I'm not gonna make fun of Tony Khan because everybody online immediately have made fun of Tony Khan. Like, <laughs> for doing this, like somebody was like, he's looking like a teenager on his prom. And somebody was like, he, like, I understand fear of speaking. I understand fear of speaking. I understand fear of all of this. Did, once you get past a certain dollar amount, you should not give one fuck what anybody thinks. I understand, like, insecurities and all of that, because insecurities are very, like, real, and they fuck you up. But once you get to a certain point in your life, you have money. Like, you have money, money. Fuck with these people to think it. Like, you walk out there and just be like, hey, my dick is big and my money is long. Fuck you. That's all you, you, that's, that's all you have to think. He goes out there like, <laughs> like dude. You don't have to. You don't have to get scared. All of these people are here. Matter of fact, all these people are here for something that you created, and they're paying money for you. So, why are you nervous? Like, why are you nervous? I don't understand. Like, like I said, once you get to a f- fucking certain amount, it's like, yeah, like I can probably speak because I don't give a fuck because I make so much money. Like, nothing you say can stop me. I don't care. Like. That's what that's what he should feel, but he's just like really nervous and timid and like yeah, all right. That's why they don't go with the whole on air personality trope. Yeah, because he says it like he says it all the time. He's like, yeah, I'm just like I'm just like get nervous going out there. I'm like, yeah, dude, like you just like you should just know that you have money and you have power and influence and know. I don't care. Like once he once he realizes that's how he should be, it's just like don't care. And I'm gonna say like even he should be like Vince. Like he should really be like Vince and be like, yeah, I don't care. I don't care. And just go out there and just be him. Yeah. But yeah, then they went to a break, and it's really funny and like it fucks me up and it makes me laugh because somebody the other day was like. Yeah, AEW pay per views aren't that long because they don't have thirty minute like like fucking promo sessions and thirty minute video packages and stuff like that. Like they don't have that. It's just like a show and it's just there and it's over and it's like Doug, this is when we were at the fucking two and a half hour mark. Like all of this happened and we're at the two and a half hour mark. They decide to go on a ten minute video replay of here's what happened in the beginning of the show and it's like why we know keep going this show has like 10 more matches can we please keep going nope we're gonna show you what happened in the beginning of the show like what the fuck is happening and then we get back we have the American top team versus Tay Conti and Sammy Guevara this match was this match was fucking irritating to me it was so irritating because it's like, okay, they're having this match. But each time throughout the match, it's like, everybody hates Sammy. The only person that was getting cheered was fucking Frankie Kazarian. Fucking hate Sammy. They hate Sammy and Tay Conti. Tay Conti got super kicked. And then they started to like Paige Van Zandt. And it's like, okay, this is all right. Oh, okay. And fucking Sammy knocks out Tay and like, Frank, Frankie Kazarian leaves Sammy because they had a little scuffle in between. And of course, American Top Team wins. Okay, fine. American Top Team wins. 
And it's like, that, it was so unnecessary, long, and weird. It was just long, weird, and just annoying as fuck. Yeah. So then we had Andrade in the back. And I know, like I say, said earlier, the rewind three months ago, Andrade introduces Rush. So Rush is now part of AEW and part of the Andrade family office house thingy, whatever. Like I don't like I don't care about the name, but I'm happy that Rush is there. And somebody made a joke, and I just like immediately was like, "Oh God, that is true," because it was like, "Yeah, you think MJF is a handful to deal with? Wait till you have to deal with Rush backstage." I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's I yeah." That's because he is he is a, a monster backstage with power and booking, and he doesn't like and he throws fits like that stuff happened in CMLL and it happened in Ring of Honor, and that it may happen here. It may happen here. Yeah. So yeah, that's the thing. So then we have what is my match of the night. Kylo Riley versus Darby Allen. I enjoyed the shit out of this. This match was really good. Darby just was full death masturbation. Just he he tried to do the running thing where he jumps at somebody on Kylo Riley and went head first into the floor. And he was down, and it was so bad because he went down. Kylo Riley is supposed to be knocked down. Kylo Riley got up and said, "Is he okay?" The ref came the, the ref came out and checked on him and was like, yo, you you, you living? Somehow Darby got up and decided, I'm gonna keep going and I'm gonna do it on the other side. And Kyle Riley was fuck this. I'm not gonna let you die. I'm gonna catch you and choke you out. And then we're gonna get back to the match and I'm gonna fuck you up some more. I was like, okay, okay. Manny, this is like two minutes in. <laughs> yes. And Kyle O'Reilly actually won the match. And a lot of people was like, has Darby ever won a pay-per-view? And I immediately go, no, yes, he did. He won one. He beat Cody. He beat Cody for the TNT title. I think that was at the pay-per-view. I think that was at the pay-per-view. I think it was at the (laughs) pay-per-view. Like one, just one fucking match. Then we had Thunder Rosa versus Serena Deeds. They had a match. And I lied to you not, I don't think anybody in the crowd even cared. Like, nobody in the crowd said anything. It wasn't like, yay, Thunder Rosa. It just was like, okay. Okay. And I'm also mad that Serena Deeb has some really good music. I'm mad that she has music, and I don't want to see her ever again, but she has, like, one of the best music in AEW. Yeah, and, and Thunder Rosa did win. She beat her. And I'm like, okay, fine, but, like, what the fuck, dude? Like, this, was, this was so crazy. Then we had the Jericho Jerkoff Society versus the Blackpool Combat Club. And the uh, Anarchist asylum match or whatever it is. And it's like, what is this? They came out through the crowd, they being 
the Blackpool Combat Club comes down through the crowd. Fucking Jericho Jericho Society comes out through the ramp and they start fighting and Wild Thing is playing. Never stops. It just keeps playing. And everybody who are just like fans of ECW is immediately like, oh, this is just like New Jack. This is what this is. This is fun. And everybody started to like like it because it, they reminded them of New Jack. And then it just got too fucking crazy. And I don't mean it got crazy because it was like out of control. It got crazy because it was so much happening that was so dumb that you're like, okay, like, can we wrap this shit up? Can, like, can we really wrap this shit up? Because at one point, like, somebody went down a fucking freight elevator. They jumped off this tall ass ladder. Like, somebody went through fucking barbed wire. The fucking ropes came down. And the thing that was bothering me the most about this was the fans. And I know you're like, wait, what's wrong with the fans? Nothing was wrong with the fans. The fans were all into it. The reason I say the fans is because the camera kept cutting to the fans. It literally, like, shit was going down. Cameras would cut to the fans. And you're like, dude, something happened. And it's like, nope, we're going to look at the fans. And then, like, they have to do it on a replay. It's like, but you could have just caught that moment in real time instead of just cutting to the fans. I'm like, nope, we're going to cut to the fans. And they just kept doing it. It was one time Daniel Bryan hit somebody or Brian Danielson hit somebody and it's like, fan, it's like, he was literally in the middle of a move. Why did you stop? Oh, we had to catch the fans' reaction. After the shit goes... Dude, listen. You can post the fans' reaction after the fucking move happens. Catch the move. Nope. We're going to catch the fans instead of the move. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? I was I so... Be that fucking produces this show. I forget his name right now, but... Kevin Dunn. It was that bad. Like, dude, what is happening? <laughs> like, it was literally... It was... Brian Danielson hit somebody... With a finish. He hits him with the finish. It's one, cut to the fans. Two, and I'm like, he's pinning him. He's fucking pinning him. God, he's fucking pinning him. Then they cut back. And they're like, how did he kick out? What happened? And Jericho did kick out. And it's like, we could have missed the whole finish. if you. I was getting madder and madder. It was pissing me off. It was pissing me off. And then Brian had Jericho in a finisher. He had him in a submission. Eddie Kingston comes down covered in blood with a gas tank. Eddie Kingston uncrews the gas tank and he just starts pouring gas on Jericho. And Brian has him in a hole. Brian is getting covered in the gas too. And Eddie Kingston pulls out a lighter. Brian jumps up and like, no, what the fuck are you doing? And he's like, I'm going to burn this motherfucker. No, the fuck you not. You poured gas on me, bitch. I'm not getting burned. Fuck you. <laughs> and they start arguing. And, like, they start fighting a little bit. Jericho and Jake Hager knock down Eddie Kingston, knock him out. And then they beat up Brian. They fucking tied a ring rope in his mouth and put him in, like, a half crab. And Brian doesn't submit. He just passes out. So Jericho jerk off society win, covered in fucking blood. Because when they came out of white, I was like, yeah, they're definitely they're definitely going to win. I mean, they're definitely yeah. covered in blood. I was like, they're definitely going to be covered in blood. And they were. I'm like, god damn, dude. Like, that was crazy. They were going to win, but I knew they were going to bleed. Yeah, they were, they were going to bleed. Because if you come out in all white in a big match like that, it's like, oh, you're definitely bleeding. You're fucking bleeding. Yeah. 
So then we had the six, the triple threat. Jungle Boy Luchasaurus versus Limitless Swerve versus Team Taz. So the match is going. And the match is like it's getting it's getting good. And then they throw Christian into the fucking steps. And Jungle Boy goes to check on Christian. I'm like, okay, this is happening. It's happening. Cause like Jungle Boy gets back in the ring, they start fucking up Jungle Boy. I'm like, okay, he's gonna blame it on Christian. And it's like, no, that's not what happens. Okay. So Christian even tells him, get fucked back in the ring, get him in the ring, get him in the ring. It's like, okay, they're gonna lose the titles, they're gonna lose the titles. Nope, they, they kick out and it's like, okay, all right. And another situation happens where it's like, okay, Christian and Jungle Boy are gonna get into it again. It's like, nope. Wait, wait Jungle Boy and Luciusaurus, maybe? Nope. They keep teasing it, and like it's like I kept biting on every one of them. I kept biting on every little hook that they kept setting. And all of a sudden, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus win the match. I'm like, huh? How the like, fuck did that happen? Oh, yeah. But then, like, like a few minutes later, I figured out why. But it's like that happened. I'm like, why? Why did that happen? And then all of a sudden. Christian has Jungle Boy up on his shoulder and you're like, it's happening. It's fucking happening. He puts him down. Right? Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. Then he puts him down. I'm like, wait, why did you put him down? He put him down. Everything was normal. And I'm just like, man, this is all I thought. I'm like, man. It's like, it's one of those funny things where it's like, not the Julia Hart situation where like we said before, this situation keeps having little teasers, little teasers, little teasers, little teasers, little teasers that's making you want this more and more to the point where even the fans were starting to bite on it. Was like, oh, ooh, ooh. It's like, bro, like this is like this is one of the intriguing stories in AEW that a lot of people aren't paying attention to. If you're not paying attention, you're like, oh, this is actually fucking intriguing. This is actually this fucking is, awesome. Is- you see, like, uh, um, the Jungle Express, like, every week, if not every other week, and they'll hit, they'll hit here and there. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? With Julia Hart, you don't see her for months on, on in, like, on in, and then, like, now what? Like, you'll forget. Exactly. But, yeah, like, right after that, you, they have a promo for, okay, this is coming up for Dynamite. It's gonna be a ten man tag. Chuckle Boy Luchasaurus Christian and the Hardys versus the Undisputed Elite. And I'm like immediately as soon as they saw that, I'm like, bingo, there it is. Red Dragon versus the Lucha Express. They're taking a the tag title. There it is. Bingo. That's it. Yep. That's immediately what I, I thought. So then we get to the main event. Get to the main event. CM Punk versus Hangman Page. And I'm watching this because I'm like, okay, how is he going to do it? How is Hangman going to do it? And so in the beginning of the match, this had to be in the first 10, 15 minutes of the match. Punk puts on a sharpshooter on Hangman. Now, at first I was like, okay, it's just him doing a move. And then like something happened like a few seconds later and I'm like, Hmm, were you not supposed was that not supposed to be part of that sequence right there? 
because he puts the sharpshooter on him just like as a regular move in the match. It's like, okay, like that's normal. Then when Hangman did a Asahari moonsault off the top rope, he injures his leg. It's like, okay. So to me, I'm like, wait, was Punk supposed to put the sharpshooter on him later or was it there? So Punk puts the sharpshooter on him a few minutes later. I'm like, okay. He went, like, people are like, oh, he went back to it. It's like, no, he injured his leg. That's why he went to it. And also, what's up with everybody with the shitty sharpshooters today? Like, everybody who put on a sharpshooter was completely garbage. Like, not one good sharpshooter today. Not at all. You expect with the whole Owen Hart thing, like, someone had a good one, but no one. No one. So he puts him in the sharpshooter and, like, okay, he's fucked up. His leg is fucked up, blah, blah, blah. Like, okay, whatever. So you're like, damn, like, okay, punk could win, punk could win. Then Hangman starts going for moves. Hangman's going moves, moves, and moves. He's like, okay. And you can see Hangman is actually fucked up. Like, he's knees bad. But punk is completely drained. Like, his fucking, he's completely drained. He's just fucked. Like, you can see. He's damn near just like half dead. And you're like, okay. Like, how is how is this gonna work? Like, how is this gonna work? And it's going. And like the match was only 25 minutes. It felt like an eternity for Punk. Like, it just felt so bad. Also, this was on the next day. This was not the same day because 12 like at 12:10, the match started. This is a whole nother day. Fucking double or nothing started at seven o'clock, didn't end to twelve forty. That's that's WrestleMania level, and people were talking about how this is. Oh, AEW keeps their pay per view short. No, this is insane. This is insane. Keep in mind that match. They said it was like uh, sixty minutes, like for the whole match. And yeah, it was a it be a six minute time limit. It was insane. But Hangman went for the buckshot Larry. His leg gave out. Punk caught him with the GTS. He kicked out. And then, like, they kept going. And I'm like, okay, Hangman's going to win. He's going to pull us out miraculously with an injured leg. Yes. Yes, he's going to pull it out with an injured leg. Yeah. Okay, cool. No. Punk hit him with the GTS again. One, two, three. Punk's the new champion. How do you feel? There we have it. <laughs> How do you feel about it? I mean, I don't care for him as champion. Like, it doesn't do anything for me either way. I just don't like the way they did it at the end and whatnot. Because they did this whole trope where, like, um, Hangman was gonna hit him with the belt, and then like he didn't, and then like blah blah blah, like all that was not necessary. So that kind of turned me off with everything. Yes, like I I do I do. Yeah. How do you feel about it? Okay, so somebody like tried to put this like as a. WWE versus 
AEW thing, which they always do. I mean, I hate this. I hate mm-hmm. like I hate this a lot. So they was like, yeah, the WWE stands are super mad that CM Punk has the title, and I'm like, what? What do you What do you mean? Like, why would they Why would they be angry about that? Yeah, because like you know, they nobody in WWE wanted CM Punk to be in AEW, and now he's a champion. Now, okay. <laughs> Again, it's like what the fuck? Like I, I don't like I, I I don't know like why they would say that. I guess they just want beef or something, whatever. That's that's all it is. Yeah, but like I like I the only reason I didn't want him to be champion was because it came at Punk. I mean, at Hangman's expense. Like yeah. Hangman was a good champion, and they were even pointing that on commentary. Was like, yo, he's really a good champion. He beat this person, this person, this person. He had the second longest reign to Jericho. He is a good champion, and it's like, yes, like he is, and I like I love him as champion, and like because everything that I love about him as champion is like, I wanted him to keep the title, but at the same time, it's Punk. Like it was going to happen sooner or later, but at the same time, it's like there's nothing wrong with Punk being champion. Like there's nothing wrong with Punk being champion. It's not yeah. a big deal. But like I said, at the same time, it's just I wanted Hangman to do it because I felt Hangman deserved more. And like him beating Punk would solidify him as a good champion, as the champion. Like you beat the legend CM Punk. You beat him. Bam. It would it would feel so great for that. And I'd be like, oh my God, Hangman beat him. Yes. And then you'd be like, okay, yeah. That would be great. Like, if he beat him now, then Punk beat him later. You know what I mean? That'd probably be a little bit better, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mind you, I, I don't care that Punk won. Like, it's not my issue. It's just the way it all came about. Yes, and, like, like I have no, like, I have no evils with Punk being champion. But, like I said, it's just the fact that I wanted more. Like, I wanted yeah. more for him. It's like, whatever. Like, so Punk, yeah, Punk is champion. Yep. So now that brings up a lot of questions about what's going to happen with Forbidden Door because Forbidden Door is in a month. So everybody immediately, including me, were like, "Oh yeah, like people should show up because none of the heavyweights are wrestling right now. None of the heavyweights are wrestling because we're in the best of the Super League." But none of the heavyweights should wrestle. And I was like, all right, they're not there. And then, like, I remember, oh, yeah, we still have a bunch of title matches at Dominion, which is in, which is next week. So after Dominion, like, if there's nothing that happens at Dominion, like, if there's no video package from people from AEW calling out somebody or, like, basically saying, hey, fuck you, we want to, like, we want to wrestle you or something, I'm going to be disappointed because it's like, okay. Now we have the New Japan pay-per-view. All of the titles change or whatever. Everything's happening. Yeah. And I kind of see Jay White winning because I already thought Jay White was going to beat Okada before. But now that Okada just announced that his wife is expecting a baby. Uh, I'm, I'm like, the baby's supposed to be here in August, too. And I'm like, eh, well, man. Yeah, I don't. I don't know about I don't know about him 
Like, because I don't know about it. Because, okay, he goes to the U.S. And you're like, all right, what's wrong with that? Nothing. He goes to the U.S., but then he got to come back for the G1. He got to do this. And it's like, that's a lot. Like, and also, babies don't usually be born when they say they're going to be born this day. You're like, you know, that, that doesn't happen. It's just around that time. So I can, like, I can see Okada going, all right, put the title on Jay White, let him do whatever he's going to do. So, yeah, I don't see him winning the title or keeping the title. So that's how I felt about it. Okay. But yeah, like the next thing. What a champion again would be awesome. I mean, of course, Jay White's going to be champion because, like, Jay White, one of the things that, like, made me immediately go, like, I think Jay's going to be champion is when he cut that big promo when they did the whole Forbidden Door thing and he kept saying, like, when like, when New Japan had a big show before, I was world champion. And I sold out the building. And he kept saying it, and he kept saying it, and he kept saying it. And it's like, yeah, that's true, you were. Yeah, that's true, you were. And it's like, oh, the more and more he kept saying it, and then he wind up becoming number one contender. It's like, yep, yep. It seemed like, it seems like it's lining up to me. It seems like that's lining up to me. Yeah. Because, like, the thing that I would do would have Okada versus Punk, Hangman versus Jay White. Like, that would be good. Because Hangman could be like, yo, bitch, like, I don't have a title. And the last time we fought, blah, blah, blah. Yo, what's up? Me and you for the title. I'm like, all right, that's dope. You know what I'd rather have, though? Mm -hmm. Like, just a me thing. Like, just me. Like, not the grander like scheme of things. Um, I read a punk face Kenta. The battle of the GTSs. Yeah, I would he says it, you know. Yeah, okay, so I would definitely want that too, but because like this seems like this isn't going to be the last one and there's gonna be yeah. multiple ones. Punk's a champion. Let Punk go against somebody champion worthy. Yeah. Like is not champion worthy. So let him go against Okada. Kenta hasn't been on fucking goddamn New Japan in fucking months. He he got injured. He got fucking healed. He still hasn't been on the show. Like but I don't. Now, he's like Mick Carter ish, right? Dude, I'm to be honest. Like I haven't seen him in like over a year. Like he hasn't. He injured his leg last year, and he's just been out since then. He's even said he was fully healed. He's just been in America the whole time. He has not been in New Japan since then. He hasn't even been on a fucking New Japan Strong. He hasn't been on shit. Like, Kenta hasn't been on fucking shit. So Kenta is just like, you don't even know what his spot on a card is anymore. He's just like one of those people who's like, oh, I don't know. I could just there. Yeah, he's just there. Like, so, yeah, he's just gone. So, like, I definitely see him facing Punk, like, not right now, but he will face Punk. Like, yeah. I because of it being Forbidden Door and, like, this big first pay-per-view, we should have these big dream matches. Like, these big matches. Oh. Like, like, the Kenta one, like, I would 100% be okay with Kenta versus CM Punk in New Japan. Like, not in New Japan, but, like, in Japan. 
like they have this big stadium show and they're doing like the Japanese version of Forbidden Door and we have Kenta versus CM Punk uh, like no matter where it's, where it's at it's gonna happen so it's like yeah yeah I'll, I'll be okay with that but right now let's have like the biggest matches we can have shake shit up and just everybody be like oh my god yes and it's gonna immediately spin out with everybody's wrestling brains like oh who could face who who could face this person this person could face this person and it's just gonna have everybody going to like, yeah, this person can face this person, this person can face this person. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Well, all of that can happen because if this partnership actually works and it's a thing, then there's gonna be a lot of fun stuff down the road. And especially like they say, okay, we're gonna have two of these a year, one in America, one in Japan. Everybody's gonna be like, all right, well, then there you go. There you go. Like, we have all the stuff that we need. So, yeah, like, the, that works. Yeah. That's why, no, but that, that's why I said it that way, you know what I mean? Like, for me, you know what I mean? Because I know in the grander scheme thing, there's more important matches for this particular one, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you're not going to fuck around and have evil there versus, um, I don't know, who would be like Adam Cole or something, you know? No, you have evil against anybody, like, immediately, everybody who watches the show is going to be like, I fucking hate you. Like, they, yeah. like they're, I mean, whoever <laughs> announces it, they're just going to say, I fucking hate you. That's it. That's yeah. what I'm going to say. I fucking hate you. <laughs> yeah. And the best of the Super Juniors are, like, getting down to the end. Like, I think it's, like, one more show until the end. Yeah, one more show on... Tuesday and then like the finals are on Friday but like it's already down to like three people in each block and we're like oh well too many combinations and to do but Ace Austin is doing fucking amazing Ace Austin he's doing amazing and like the funny part about it is like I didn't see him being this big of a star in Japan like we talked about him way before he ever got hot when he was in fucking MLW. We was like, yo, he's fucking awesome. Then when he went to Impact for the very beginning, we were like, yo, Ace Austin is awesome. Like, and I didn't see him like becoming this big of a star. And he's there. And him and fucking Alex Zane, they showed the fucking line for their meeting greet. Do you want to know how how small their line was? Yeah. How small their line was? Their line started with them all the way around the fucking venue. Like, people were in the fucking venue. It was a line all the way around the fucking venue just to meet them, too. And it's like, what the fuck? And it was a little kid. I guess a little kid, and they were sitting, like, they were sitting in the fucking audience. And Ace Austin, like, after he wins, like, he'll take his card and just, like, throw it on the audience. And, like, this little kid caught his card, and they're just, like, so excited. Like, yay! I caught his card! It's like, dude, he's over, like, shit. Like, when he comes out, he gets cheered. Him and fucking Alex Zane are two of the fucking biggest stars of this fucking show. And I'm like, how? Like, they are fucking, they're on fire. People are in love with Austin's awesome a face over there, right? Yes, like he's a face over there. Like he's a face. Him and Alexander are like faces. Like they're like two of the biggest faces. 
And it's also, Alexander's not a face over here either, right? No, Alexander's like he's uh, in between her and GCW. Sometimes he's like, ah, I'm here or I'm dead, I'm this. But over there, they're they are fucking faces. They are like, they are like rock stars, and it's insane because it's like I didn't see people taking to them the way they did, and because them absorbing herself in the culture and being like, yo, I want to learn and I want to be around this stuff. Everybody's like, we love you. We fucking love you. And it's just insane. I've never seen anything like that in a long time. Like, there's been that so many... Um, character, like, he's such an asshole, the character. <laughs> yes. Like, there's been so... Like, there's been so many times people have come over from fucking America and people just be like, ah, okay, whatever. But this is, like, one of those times where everybody's like, yes! Like, this is a fucking start and I'm like at first I was like oh is it just because you know Americans are coming over for the first time maybe that's the reason they're like no 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 we actually like them like Ace Austin like wrestling they were like yo he's doing moves that we haven't seen in so long like him and Alexander just like doing these crazy ass moves and they're like oh this is what we've been missing fucking Teton Teton is a fucking star Keaton is a star in Mexico. He shows up there. Teton is like, oh yeah, Teton. Alexander. Yeah. Like, dude, Teton is Teton is a fucking star. He has he has a fucking title. He's fucking awesome. No. No. He's not Alexander or fucking Ace Austin. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck is happening? Current television champion in Impact. He, he's Hopefully he dead and like, gets the t- world title. I doubt it, but yeah. I mean, we wanted him to win the world title before, but like they decided no. Yeah. I mean, he he's definitely gonna face um Taiji Ishimori for the for the um IWGP Junior Championship. Oh, that's gonna he, be awesome. He beat him. He beat him in a tournament. And usually, when you beat the champion, you usually get a title shot. And okay. they. They said something on Impact, and I caught it, but I was like, wait, what the fuck? Because they were talking about something on Impact, and they said, like, yeah, Ace Austin beat Taji Ishimori. He was like, yeah, maybe one day Ishimori can come over here and defend the title. They were like, yeah, because he's, he's got a match coming up later on this summer. I'm like, oh, oh, oh this, it'll probably happen this summer. I'm, I'm all for it. Intriguing. <laughs> Very intriguing. Yeah, so we're going to wrap this up because this is very late and long. And yeah, this this, this 18 hour double and nothing is going to have to stop. I know they wanted to be there at WrestleMania. It has to stop. It has to yeah. stop. So yeah, guys, we'll, we'll talk to you at our regular scheduled time next week and then fucking helly christ we have shows next next week and we'll get to that also next weekend but yep all right guys bye we'll see you bye bye